right now we go back to the Super Bowl, and it's been ages from the Toronto Sun, NFL columnist. It's John Crick. John, thanks so much for joining the show today. Kazi, Super Bowl week. It's Christmas. It is. It is, except for Kevin Durant is landing where the Super Bowl is happening. <laughs> well, you know, there's other small things happening, other small sports, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> All right, but but like this, I think the best way to describe this game is like, you know how sometimes uh, us gas bags, and that, I mean me, not you, you're a columnist, you're one of the real ones. No, I am. We, um, you know, we always say, well, you know, it's going to be a close game. And a lot of Super Bowls aren't. They're blowouts. But this is the first game in a while where I don't think anyone, and I'd love to get your take on this, I don't think anyone has a really definitive answer to the question of who's going to win. Well, good. Thank you. Thank you for saying that because I've I, I put my little newsletter that goes out every week. Um, people can subscribe to that just by for free. But when, when I had to pick the game, I always do that first before I put it in print or online. I'm sitting there going, I don't know who's going to win this game. And I actually said, look, you know, this is the most vexing game out of the whatever it is, 285 that I've picked this NFL season. Yeah, and I think it's because uh, just briefly, as I think, on paper, Philadelphia is probably a little better. Yes, but the experience factor in Super Bowls isn't always a big deal. I mean, Tom Brady is in his first year starting, knocking off the best team in the league, the Rams, and there's you know examples every few years like that. But it does count for quite a bit when you've got a quarterback who won in Jalen Hurts, who won his first playoff game two Sundays ago, going against Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is already in his third Super Bowl. So to me, those kind of even out, and I'm giving a bit of an edge, I think, maybe to the Chiefs. And it's funny, and then I've talked to a lot of people saying, giving the edge to Philly because they are better at every position. And I, I hate to sound like a broken record. To me, this comes down to, um, do you just believe fully in the Eagles' defense? And you can. The numbers are there. Mm-hmm. The talent is there. But mm-hmm. how much do you put into consideration Ky, uh, you know, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Cooper Rush, Cody Pickett, David Mills, Heineke, Tannehill, Daniel Jones several times, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, Davis Webb, San Francisco busted up quarterbacks. The Eagles have certainly feasted on a lot of mediocre passers. Yeah, they have. You know what? But you know what? So have a lot of teams that made it to a Super Bowl. I mean, you know, I was talking to my boss the other day just about how, you know, with the Patriots kind of uh, out of relevance uh, nowadays. And you look back on it, and uh, and we're joking because, you know, the Jets still seem to be the Jets. You know, they just, even if they get a good coach, who I think Robert Saleh is, they just seem to default being bad. But then we went from there to, well, when the Bills were bad all those 17 years, and the Dolphins and the Jets, you know, changing a, one of the three changed the head coach almost every year during that long dynasty. And you go, well, how much did it help them? You know, so anybody that wins typically doesn't get through it. And, you know, they had the hardest schedule in the league and they played every team that that was at its peak when they played them. No, I mean, you're going to get some uh, some tomato cans in there. And and sometimes you'll even luck out and have a few two or three or four teams that, you know, had some key injuries at that time that they played them. So I don't think you should take away on the score after, you know, all these games that uh, look, they've only lost one game. Philadelphia Eagles the entire season when Jalen Hurts played. It's incredible, and it's um, like they don't really – I'm trying to think their biggest weakness um, is this year, and and maybe it's, you know, sometimes you can blitz Hurts and get to him, but it's not like they have many weaknesses. Uh, when you just Because if I look at these two teams, I give the edge to quarterback and tight end 
to uh, Kansas City, but almost anywhere else, I think I'd give it to Philly. Well, right. And you know what? You know, this is kind of segue. Sorry for the self-service here. Do but, it. Um, Benjamin St. Juice from Montreal, who uh, is the starting one of the starting quarterbacks for the Commanders, Washington Commanders. And, of course, they play the Eagles twice, being in the same NFC East division. And I reached out to him and got him and asked him about defending them because that one loss we just spoke of for the with the Hurts uh, quarterback Eagles yep. came against Washington. Yep. Um, and they made the Eagles in on a Monday night, I believe it was. It, it was. was. Prime time anyway. Yeah. In Philadelphia. Anyhow, I asked him what happened. What was And he gave me some good stuff. The story just went up online at the Toronto Sun.com. And he said that it was, they, they specifically sat down, you know, with their head coach, Ron Rivera, who's defensive minded, and Jack Del Rio, their coordinator, with the p- defenders and said, look, that first game we lost, they had the Eagles, six plays of 20-plus yard completions. like, And I think four of them were more than 38 yards. So they're killing them deep. And so they just decided in the rematch in November, week 10, that they're not going to complete deep passes. And they just schemed and decided they're going to take away the deep middle. This is what St. Juice was telling me. And he said, what did we think they were going to do? They're going to start out hitting the little stuff, which I do, the little quick outs and the little uh, speed outs that they call them, or the quick slants. And they were going to try to force us to come up as a defensive secondary to cover that. And he said, you know what? We didn't take the bait. We didn't do it. And he said, the second quarter, the Eagles got tired of waiting and started throwing deep. First deep one, A.J. Brown on a, on a post intercepted by their safety the uh, second or third time they tried to go deep uh say juice himself caused a fumble and, and he said the rest of the game they went dink and dunk he said they never tried again deep by games end. and i went back to double check what benjamin was telling me was bang on that was the only game all year where the eagles had zero completions for 20 yards or more. In fact, their longest completions in that game were 16, 15, 15, and 12 yards. And so maybe there's something there. Maybe that is the Achilles. Yeah, and you know what? That's what you do maybe to a young quarterback like a Jalen Hurts. You say, no, 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 if you're going to do this, this is going to be a 14-play drive. Actually, it's funny. That's something that that Patrick Mahomes has now mastered. Was Last Mm -hmm. year was his worst year, and he got better by becoming more boring. He got better, and I've talked about it this week. His uh, average yards per pass in terms of distance beyond the line of scrimmage is basically the shortest of his career, yet he also is having the long – like he's also had the most yards after the catch. The, the Kansas City Chiefs have this year. They've had more yards after the catch than any team in the last, like, 15 years. So in a lot of ways, Kansas City's got to try to make Jalen Hurts get impatient – and then on the Mahomes side, he learned to take the short stuff and be comfortable with it. Yes, it's, you know that's so that's such a good point. And you know, I spent a couple a whole morning a, a couple weeks ago, you know, in between the the weekend playoff games, just scratching my head, going, "All right." Intuitively, it feels as though the Chiefs' offense should be worse deep without Tyreek Hill. Yes, and should be weakened in some ways. And I was struggling. And, and still, uh, to, to find the definitive gotcha stat. But you know what they said on the broadcast uh, in the uh, AFC Championship game, and I, and I haven't gone back and looked this up, but they said that the Chiefs were last in the league in third and short conversions. And don't you remember what they would do, including with Chad, when Chad Henney uh, replaced the injured Mahomes a couple of years ago in the divisional round against Cleveland? What did they do in that crucial fourth and one? Oh, just a little speed out for Tyreek Hill. Who yep. can cover that one and one? Nobody. 
you're not going to. So I'm wondering if maybe his loss isn't what we all think is deep. It's rather in those short downs when he was the money guy. But there was one stat that against Jacksonville in the uh, in the divisional round just a couple of weeks ago that I noticed, and it stood out to me for the Chiefs stat-wise, and that is half. I think it was 17 of 35 of Mahomes' targets went to Travis Kelsey. That does not happen if you have a healthy Tyreek Hill yeah. uh, uh, on the other side. So maybe in, in, in the crunch – Patrick is looking for Travis Kelsey perhaps a little bit too much and it might come to bite them. Hasn't yet, but you know, I guess a good defense, maybe that rears its head. It's funny on the chief side of things. That's my, my biggest question. Who is going to catch passes if Travis Kelsey is taken out? You know, McCole Hardman is out of the game. You got Juju Smith, Schuster, Kadarius, Tony. Those guys got banged up two weeks ago. There's a lot of pressure on names like Marquez Valdez, Scantling and the rookie Sky Moore. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and, you know, a couple of them are banged up a bit. But you look at, he's always open. I asked Benjamin St. Juice about this, the, the commander's cornerback. I said, well, what about, you know, they didn't play them this year, but you played them as a rookie last year. Granted, they had Tyreek Hill. But I said, what is it about Hill and especially Kelsey that makes them, you know, we're sitting there watching his fans. Would you double cover him and you can take him away? You know, how many fans of opposing teams are screaming that during games and the guy still gets open. He said, you know what? He said, we had numerous times. We had the exact coverage we wanted with, and we did, and we performed it well. Like they should not have been open. He said, but you know what they do that nobody else does, or at least not nearly as frequently. He said, Patrick is in such, uh, he has, he's in such tune with his receivers, especially Travis Kelsey. He said that they'll go out and if they if you change and you disguised and showed them a man or whatever and they go into into a zone he said they already know it and he said those two already know what travis is going to do to beat it he said you can beat anything right like he said for instance he gave me this for instance he said if travis kelsey you've got him guarded to protect the out he said he'll see that and he'll know exactly when to cut in to find the little window where he's going to be open. Patrick will see it, and he can see the field so well that he'll go, oh, he's going right there. And the ball's out of his hands with his own finger snaps. And he said, there's nothing you can do as a defender if he's curling into a little window open. And he said, but they do this all game long. And he said, it frustrates the defense, not because, oh, we blew this coverage or that coverage. He says, you're doing exactly what you want. I mean, we saw that game against the Chargers uh, late in the season when Derwin James, one of the best safeties in the league, had him. On the goal line, yep. and what did what did Kelsey do? That's the thing that St. Jude said. He said, he's got burst like a wide receiver. He's a tight end, and he can play physical. He said, you've got to get physical with him off the line right away. Get a hand on him, or he's just going to do what he wants. But he said he can also burst in the short space like a wide receiver. So he's like a tight end wide receiver hybrid in that way, not in the way he can pet, catch the ball or see it coming uh, in those type of things. Mm-hmm. He said, just in the actual physical burst, he's something else. John, you mentioned before people want to get uh, get the newsletter. People want to keep up with all things John Crick. Where do they go? Yeah, Toronto Sun. You can sign up for my weekly newsletter. Uh, goes all 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 season long, including this time, which is for most fans the best time of the year because you're all zero and zero after Sunday. Uh, you can do that, and then go to TorontoSun.com and uh, see my stories posted there. And better yet than that, go buy the newspaper this Saturday, this Sunday, yeah. and Monday. For all the coverage and then the recap on Monday, no one does it better than the sun. As always, John, really appreciate. Thanks for joining the show today. I always enjoy it, Kazi. You know, we since day one, uh, oh, yeah. you've been there uh, raising my flag. So I really appreciate it. Have a great week and enjoy the game. Thank you. You as well. That is John Crick from the Toronto Sun.